Hey, fellow Mathers, before we get into this episode, we want to share with you how you can get access to free content, professional learning that will keep your students engaged and doing the math that matters. Get ready to go to this link, mathisfigureoutable.com slash challenge. That's right. Registration is open for the free Math is Figure Outable challenge that's starting May 15th and runs to the 17th at 7 p.m. Central. We're going to have three nights jam-packed with learning and routines that you can take straight to your classroom. In these challenges, we have a great time. We do some math, talk about classroom experiences, give away super cool bonuses and prizes. You won't just walk away with routines that are naturally engaging and encourage your students to think mathematically. You'll also have a chance to win over 6 k worth in prizes, including a few virtual PD sessions for your school. I'll be joined by my wonderful co-host, Kim, and special guest, Jenna Labe. You can register at mathisfigureoutable.com slash challenge for a fantastic learning experience. That's mathisfigureoutable.com slash challenge. Now on to the show. Hey, fellow mathematicians. Welcome to the podcast where math is figureoutable. I'm Pam. And I'm Kim. And you found a place where math is not about memorizing and mimicking, where you're waiting to be told or shown what to do, but it's about making sense of problems, noticing patterns, and reasoning using mathematical relationships. We can actually mentor students to think and reason like mathematicians. Not only are algorithms not particularly helpful in teaching mathematics, but y'all, rotely repeating steps actually keeps students from being the mathematicians they can be. So, um, Pam, I was looking at the podcast episode stuff on my podcast listening, and I, I found a review that I wanted to share with you. It's my favorite. Ah, cool. Cool, cool. So Prudent Mama said, I was listening to episodes <laughs> 24 to 27, where Pam discusses the different kinds of math students that are commonly found in math class and beyond. I felt exactly like the person who just wanted to understand math. I knew it had to be figureable since others were doing it, but I couldn't see, I couldn't ever see the connections and would ask why constantly until, uh, uh, she says, ultimately, until I married my husband, who's an ex, I just assumed I didn't have the math gene. Since watching my husband play with numbers and homeschooling my kiddos, I have discovered the wonder of connections in math and can truthfully say it's enjoyable. It's super cool. And just for giggles, Pam, I'm creative with math too through sewing. Honestly, I've shared the podcast with many and highly recommend that you listen to it. I love that. Thank you so much. If you aren't sure what Prudent Mama means when she talks about her husband being an ex, I would encourage you to check out episodes 24 to 27 where we talk about it. And so thanks for the review. We love it. We It's super fun for us to hear and it helps others find the podcast. Yeah. So thanks. If, if you don't mind right now, everybody, whoever's listening, pop on over to wherever you listen and uh, just give us a quick review. Give us a quick rating. Really helps spread the podcast around so we can transform yep, yep. the world, y'all, and help everybody. Everybody open the door. Just think prudent mama. Everybody could um, know that they have the math gene, uh, the more that we can spread that. Let me just maybe note prudent mama that you were a Y. I'm just going to suggest because now you're an R. An R for real math. And I know you said that your husband was an X. Maybe he's actually an R, right? For real math. Um, when, when, I, when I did those X, Y, and Z sort of perspectives, it was an attempt to describe what you might have thought about math in, um, in school and how that could affect the way that you teach now. 
So we don't want anybody to be in X, Y, or Z now. We want everybody to sort of join the, the team R, the team real math. So um, yeah, everybody join team R, team real math. It's totally fun. Yeah. And if you're curious about what uh, team R or what would it would have been to be an X, Y, or Z, you can take Pam's quiz to find out what that perspective is that you had as a student. And you can find it at bit.ly slash XYZ quiz. Check it out. Cool. All right. So today, Kim, we're going to have a little fun with clothesline math. Bam. So Chris Shore, thanks for making it popular. I know you didn't invent it. You give some credit to some other folks. I had seen some other people do things, but Chris Shore has done a great job of getting a um, website with lots of examples of ways to do clothesline math clothesline math. It's literally um, uh, the line that you hang up to dry your clothes on. But instead of drying your clothes on it, we're going to hang numbers on it. And the ability to be able to move numbers around as you sort of shift and organize. Uh, Kim, I remember back in the day when I was very first starting to work with elementary teachers and doing professional learning in my kids' school and you were there. Garland Lincoln-Hoger. Hey, Garland, how's it going? Shout out to Garland, um, was a fantastic colleague at that at that point, and she brought in some activities uh, that we did yep. with clothesline math way yep. back then. Um, super fun. So we thought we would do a little clothesline math on the podcast. You're like, Pam, mm-hmm. well, I don't know, but yeah. we're going to do our best to see if we can <laughs> right. make this work a little bit. Um, I'll tell you, as I'm talking, I'm grabbing my pen pencil and my paper. So I, I really should grab like a clothesline and numbers, but um, since we're, since we're audio, we're just going to kind of do it in the air here and I'm going to probably write some things, but a thing that we could do on kind of this, if you picture kind of a, a, a clothesline hanging up and then we're going to hang pieces of paper or, or, or cards that have a number written on them. And we're going to kind of say, Hey, that's where it goes on a number line. So that's the point here is if I were to say, Hey, Kim, what's bigger four fifths? or three fifths. And, and so therefore you would put them on the number line so they would go in the right order. What are you thinking about to determine what's bigger? Four fifths or three fifths? Three fifths or four fifths? Which one's bigger? Uh, four fifths is bigger. Um, you didn't have, you didn't have to think about that very no, long no, at all. No, no. So uh, the way I think about those is four one fifths compared to three one fifths. So it's, it's a pretty easy comparison. Um, if you think about four fifths as four of those one fifths. So on a number line, I kind of picture maybe where one fifth is, but you're finding several iterations of them. So like three one fifths would be at one at three of the one fifths down the number line. And then four one fifths would be one more fifth further to the right. So four fifths is bigger. Further to the right. Nice, nice. So it's really predicated on this idea that you can think about a non-unit fraction, like yep. four-fifths, as a bunch of unit fractions for one-fifth. So unit fractions, when the numerator is one, when I've got one of the pieces that we're sharing, if five of us are sharing, we each get a fifth. What's my share? I get one of those. That's a unit fraction, my share of the fair shared. One-fifth, and you're like, hey, if I can think about four-fifths as four one-fifths, then bam, I really liked how you describe that on a number line, that if you can picture where one fifth is, what does that tell you where the one fifth, if like, if you just sort of stick, in fact, I'll just tell you on my paper, I drew a number line and I put one fifth at the very far left, but I don't think that's quite what you meant. Say that again. Where where did I picture a fifth? Well, so if the, 
I, yeah. I pictured like, the the yeah. zero to one. Yeah, Dibby, there was, Dibby there was kind of the, the, I think you have to have the zero in there. And it, so I was just looking at my paper, realizing I didn't have the zero. So what I didn't have was your when you said so. Therefore, mm-hmm. I can see one fifth, and then you could iterate mm-hmm. three mm-hmm. of them to be three fifths. Mm-hmm. I didn't have the one fifth. In other words, I didn't have the length of one fifth because I had I had one fifth at the very far left of the number line. So I didn't have from zero to one mm. fifth sitting there in front of me. So as you started to describe it, I I backed up my number line. I drew it longer to the left, put the zero down. And then I was like, ah, here's one fifth. And then as you said, I need three of them. Then I'm like, oh, three of them would be over here. There's three fifths. And then one more of them. Yeah. So anyway, I just thought I'd describe that because I, I, I don't just have the, the where one fifth is. I have to have that length of zero to one fifth. Yeah. Nice. And, and I think it's really important is that we're talking about, um, if we're talking about fifths, we're comparing three of those fifths and four of those fifths in order to determine which is bigger. Nice. Nice. Yeah. All right, Kim. Next question. What is bigger? One fourth or one fifth? That's your oh, next question. Okay. okay. So um, uh, fourth is bigger. Um, okay. And so I but think about isn't it. Isn't five bigger than four? Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's, that's tricky. But um, I think about it in context to help with that. So if I have okay. a candy bar shared among four pieces, uh, four people, then I'm going to get a bigger portion than if I have that same candy bar shared among five people. Okay. My, my part is more. Um, but since we're talking closed line math and I'm going to, um, put it somewhere on the number line, I also can think about that, that same zero to one that we talked about. Mm -hmm. And if I'm cutting that span of zero one, zero to one into four chunks, then a fourth is going to be further to the right than if I cut that zero to one span into five parts. I'm going to, I'm going to move further to the right if I cut it into four pieces than if I cut it into five pieces. I'll hit that first, that first mark faster with fit. The first mark that is one fourth. Yeah, it'll, it'll. Oh, oh yeah. I see what you're saying. <laughs> cool. So, so if you were to cut that span from zero to one mm-hmm. into five chunks, you're saying those chunks are smaller that, that, that bit of number line is smaller than if you only right. cut it into four chunks for the same reason as when you were saying, if you're sharing, if you were to share that, that, that length, say, say it was, um, fruit leather, yeah. like uh-huh. a fruit, fruit roll up. If I had a fruit roll up and you're sharing it with four people, you'd get a bigger length of fruit roll up where, where you would cut the fruit roll up at one fourth and you'd mm-hmm. get that chunk of one fourth would be bigger than where you would cut it. If you were sharing with five people at one fifth, that'd be a smaller strip mm-hmm. yep. of the fruit roll. Is that right? Yep. For one fifth. So, so as I've drawn the number line here on my clothesline math, I've got zero to one. I've got four marks where I cut it in half for a half and then cut that in half for a fourth. And that's where I mark the fourth. How are you marking the fifth? It's a good question. Like where does it, if that's the clothesline and I put the fourth there, where's the fifth? I just eyeballed it to be honest with you. Right, but just tell me where. Oh, the fifth would be to the left of the fourth. Closer to the zero, yeah, to the yep. left of the fourth. Yep. Cool. So as I look at the number line, zero first, then there's the one fifth, and shortly after that is the one fourth. Yeah. Yes? Yep. Cool. All right. Let's see. 
What is bigger, three-fourths or three-fifths? Three-fourths. Um, and maybe I shouldn't have said it quite that way. Three-fourths or three-fifths? Or maybe I should have said it three three four. How do I say it without any emphasis? Three-fourths or three-fifths? <laughs> well, either way. You say either those way practices? you say it. My first inclination <laughs> was to think um, 75% and 60%. And what? Now you know oh, I love it. You're such a percent. So girl. I know three fourths is bigger. So let's so so we'll so stay there for a second. So if if you stay at seventy five percent and 60%. what was the other one? Sixty percent. Then you could put that right. on a clothesline right. math, right? What would be what would what would what would you what were that what would you how do you envision um, the clothesline math there? I was going to be snarky for just a second. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> um, snarky. We like well, snarky. Say three fourths down the number line. So. So between zero and one, I would put three fourths. I, if I need to put it on a number line, I'd, I'd find the halfway mark, which would be fifty percent, and then I'd go halfway between the fifty percent and the and the one for the hundred percent, and I'd put seventy five percent, which is three fourths, smack dab in the middle of the of the halfway mark and the one. Okay, so I'm just going to yep. slow you down for just a sec. So, do you have on your number line zero to one? I do. So then, in clothesline math, as soon as you said um, a hundred percent. Cause you did, then I would give you an additional card and we could close pin that hundred percent right underneath the one and underneath the zero, we could put, we could close pin zero percent. Mm-hmm. So now I have kind of some markers for zero to one, and those are also equivalent to zero percent to a hundred percent. And when you cut it in half, I think you actually said that's where the 50% mm-hmm. went, yep. I think. But we could also then close pin the one half to that. So right now we've got 50% and one half. And then you said you cut that in half. And I think you said, so you'd put 75% there. So therefore it's the three fourths. So again, we would hang one and I don't care which one we'd hang first. We could hang the 75% and then close pin to it. And the reason I'm saying close pin, because then it just goes right. right underneath it. So it's in the same position. So now I've got in the same position, zero, zero percent, 50%, one half. Uh, 75%, three fourths and one right. and 100%. And and that's part of the beauty of clothesline math is that we can have all these different kind of representations. And since you like percent so much, why not use percent? I like it. Absolutely. Do you, do you want to talk about it without percents or do you want me to? Well, we already determined that one fourth is bigger than one fifth. That's the previous problem you gave me. So mm. if I have three of those mm-hmm. one fourths or three of those one fifths, then three fourths is still going to be bigger. I, I just now have three of each of them. Oh, nice. So you can actually use that yeah. unit fraction, kind of like you talked about before. Three fourths is three one fourths, and three fifths is three one fifths. Since the fourths are bigger than the fifths, you got three of something bigger is going to be further along than three of something smaller. Yeah, cool. Nice. Nice. I think you have one more way to think about that one, just because I know you. Over girl. Well, yeah, I mean, three fourths is one fourth away from a hole, and three fifths mm-hmm. is two fifths away from a hole. So if I'm a fourth away from the hole, that's I, I went back to percents for a second. So 25% away from the hole, and two fifths is 40% away from the hole. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So then the three fifths is small. Cool. Hey, so um, maybe I I missed it. Did you actually tell me where to? Put oh, I didn't. Fifths? No, I didn't. You just no. said forty percent. Well, we had one, so I could do that. And we had so well, I, I could, did. I can um, mm-hmm. 
here's the thing. I didn't put four fifths um, and three fifths as the first one you gave me. I didn't draw it on a number line, but if I had, then I would have already had the the three fifths on there. The first problem you gave me was four fifths and three fifths, but it, but mm. it would be three of those one fifths down the number line. Cool. Or two back from the hundred percent. Nice. And so now we could also have three fifths hanging about where we would put 60% and we could also close pin to that 60%. Either one would, could have come up first. Cool. Nice. Nice. I like it. Okay. So interesting. It feels like we started with a problem today, four fifths and three fifths, which is bigger, where you talked about, um, how do I say this? Could, could you kind of generalize when you said like four fifths and three fifths, what was the same? in that problem the size of the piece was the same and in one of them i just had more of them so like i had fifths in both of those cases but mm -hmm. um i had four of them versus three of them so i could compare cool and i, I love how you just said that because what you didn't say first was well they had the same denominator so I could just compare the numerators that, that I hear that um, a lot when teachers are talking about comparing fractions and it's too, I would encourage uh, everyone to talk about that same denominator. So four fifths and three fifths as what's actually happening. Oh, I've got the same kind of pieces. I've got fifths like Kim just said. And so then I can say, well, if I have the same kind of pieces, do I, which one's more you know, four fifths therefore is greater than three fifths. So if I said to you, Kim, what's bigger <laughs> now, this is going to be tricky over just audio, but let's try it. So I've got written a seeths. So like a fraction bar C. So I've got a one seeths. Mm -hmm. Does that make sense? Or B seeths. So if you guys can picture, let me just say it for listeners. I've got a divided by C or B divided by C. A fraction bar C or B fraction bar C. A seeths or B seeths. <laughs> That's a weird thing How to say. How are you reasoning about that? Which okay, so... So in both of those cases, I have seats. I know it's terrible. So the one that's going to be bigger is if A is more or if B is more. So in other words, if, if A is a bigger number than B, then A seats is going to be bigger than B seats. Cool. So once you have the same kind of pieces, yep. you can compare how many of them you have. Right. Nice. Cool. Okay. Then the second bit of numbers that we compared three fourths or three fifths could you kind of generalize the way you did that well that one was based off of the understanding of the one fourth and the one fifth so let me mention that mm -hmm. one first so one fourth mm -hmm. and one fifth in that case i had the same amount of something the fruit strip the candy bar the whatever and i'm sharing it with less people or sharing it with more people so the the smaller amount of people I'm sharing it with, the more I get. So when you originally said you had the same amount, I think you meant you had the same whole, oh, yeah, the same yeah, unit, the same, like, and then, and you did say fruit strip, right? right? You had the same mm -hmm. whole fruit strip or candy bar and then say that, and then say the rest of it. You have the whole, I, I kind of got stuck okay. there. So you have the whole, have the whole thing, the whole is the right, fruit the strip. Thing, and I'm either sharing it with a smaller group or a bigger group. So the, the more people I share it with, the less I get smaller your mm -hmm. share is. Yeah. So that's why one fifth 
was smaller than right. one fourth. Sharing with more people, so I get a smaller portion. Cool. So the ones were the same, right? It's my one share out of sharing it with the four. The, the whole was four the same. Yeah, my one share sharing yep. with five people. And so then I asked you three fourths or yep. three fifths. And in that case, I considered the fact that we had three of the pieces, but I considered the size of those pieces. Was I sharing it? Was I sharing the whole with four people and I get three of them? Or was I sharing the whole with five people and I get three of them? That's where the mm -hmm. three fourths, mm -hmm. three one fourths or three one fifths. So it goes in. back to understanding that unit cool. fraction. So yeah, nice. So if I just got very general again and said, all right, this time, Kim, you've got A okay. beefs. Okay. So like A fraction uh -huh. bar B, A beefs, or A seeths, A fraction bar C, which one's bigger? How would you generalize that? I've got A beefs or A seeths. Right. So we have the same amount, the same number of pieces. So I could compare. Is beefs a bigger portion or is are, are seats a bigger portion? And and when you do that, how do you how do you know if beefs or seats are a bigger slice of the fruit roll up? Well, I don't I, I don't think I would know if beefs or seats are bigger. Does it have anything to do with B or C? Well, yeah. So if if B is a is a larger number like a four and seats smaller. So it's like a three Then I'm sharing it more people. So I have to think about is, am I sharing with more in B or less in B? It's kind of weird to say, <laughs> sorry. So let's say, let's say B is, is really big. It's like 50. Okay. So you've got a 50th mm -hmm. compared to a fourths. Mm -hmm. Then, then the, what does the bigger number tell you? The bigger number means I'm the sharing 50. it with more people. So I get less. So the so, larger the, the so number get less. in the denominator, the more that I'm sharing it with, the smaller I get. The smaller the pieces. So if you're comparing A beefs or A seats, then you can compare B and C. You can compare the denominator. And, and like you just said, the bigger that denominator is, the more people you're sharing it with. Therefore, the smaller the fraction would be. Woo! All right, y'all, we want students to be thinking about the meaning of numerators and denominators and sharing and using this equal partitioning idea of how we can sort of um, split things uh, into these equal places. And that is super important. One thing you need to know is your perspective. You might have thought that fractions are all about memorizing to compare that there's some sort of sequence of steps that you have to follow in order to compare. Maybe a butterfly. Nah. But you can actually think and reason through them. Also, you might have had a different perspective where you might have been reasoning about fractions, but you're not quite sure why others just didn't naturally do it. And so I guess they need the rules to reason and which we would say, no, 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 no. No, they just need to know it's a thing. Like as a student, if you would have said, oh, you can actually reason through these. You don't have to use this rule. I just bought into it. When you said use this rule, I was like, oh, okay, that's what I'm supposed to do. So I did it. If you say, no, what you're supposed to do is think, then I'll just, then I'll think. And and, and obviously help me uh, build the relationships to be able to do that. So y'all, it's about perspective and we can 
we can, uh, once we acknowledge what perspective we had as students, then we have the option to shift that perspective and teach more and more real math. Yeah. And I'll just pop in that um, we can give them the quiz one more time. They can find out about the perspectives by taking the quiz at bit.ly slash XYZ quiz. Absolutely. Take our, take our quiz and we can keep gathering data on those perspectives. And you also then will get a printout, a report of how your perspective might be impacting the way you teach today. And that can help you then decide how you want to keep teaching. Y'all, thank you for tuning in and teaching more and more real math. To find out more about the Math is Figureoutable movement, visit mathisfigureoutable.com and keep listening to the podcast. Let's keep spreading the word that math is figureoutable. Thank you for listening and making math more figureoutable. To learn even more, make sure you register for our free challenge at mathisfigureoutable.com slash challenge. You are not going to want to miss the evenings of May 15th through 17th, starting at 7 p.m. Central. Math teaching, math teaching, go register now. That's mathisfigureoutable.com slash challenge. Join us to make math more and more figureoutable. And if you can't join live, register and we'll send you access to the recordings. We'll see you there.